It's good to see you here this morning. A few years ago, there was a terrific hurricane in, uh, I think it was Hurricane Dorian. And it uh, in Puerto Rico. And there was a lot of uh, supplies that were sent. And apparently, just this last week, they discovered supplies that had been there for two years sitting in a warehouse locked. And the, the man who was in charge said, well, uh, no one ever told me to distribute these supplies. Well, I'll tell you, when you have a need, we have a supply yeah. that God gives us the supply, yeah. and it's not sitting in a warehouse locked waiting for the time. Yeah. So we have the, the Holy Spirit who administers all these things to us when we need it. It's not sitting there waiting for some time. And you're not going to find that you have all these things you could have ever you could have had, but you just didn't know about it, and God didn't provide. Now, part of it might be that you just don't know about these things, but hopefully through the teaching of God's Word, you will know what is available to you. And But it's not because God's not supplying it. It's available. It's not locked up waiting sometime in the future and you find out oh I could have had all this other stuff Mm -hmm. every blessing we have is available in Christ and I so I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and welcome to the Word of Truth Fellowship and welcome to everyone who may be joining us now or later online in uh, second Peter Well, the scripture, I don't know the reference. We have every blessing in Christ is available to us. Uh, this, I don't know the exact reference. But I want to speak to you today about uh, the strength of the Lord. There's, it's a, a power that you need to live this life. If, if you're going through life, you need God's strength. It's not something you could do without. And it's... This life is actually designed so that you are dependent on him. You can't make it through on your own. And the, the uh, strength of God is a resource that's available to you any time that you need it. In fact, there's not a time that you don't need it. Yeah. If mm-hmm. Just a few. Yes. There are things that, that we said, we've talked often of the, uh, of the reasons for things that, that people travel through and as it concerns where it looks like you're going to go with this lesson, there are things that happen to make us aware yeah. of our need so that we don't get puffed up and think that yeah. we're accomplishing everything in our own strength. Mm-hmm. It's like we God, God lets us see where flesh can take us. Amen. Yes, amen. So we'll turn to him. Yes. yes. Well, let's go to... Uh, Second Corinthians. Chapter twelve. Now this is the Apostle Paul who became aware of his need. And of course, you'd think that with him being an apostle chosen by Christ and with the Holy Spirit 
in him doing all these miracles that yeah. there wouldn't be a time that he didn't, that, you know, uh, he wouldn't have strength. Mm -hmm. But he came to realize, and for us also, that his strength is not from him, it's yeah. from, from God. And it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and uh, the first part of chapter 12, he's talking about a man who is caught up to heaven. And I believe that's, he's talking about himself, but he doesn't say this. He's just, uh, verse 7, he starts talking about himself. And so I believe that the first seven verses of 2 Corinthians 12 are about, he's speaking about himself, but you can't really, he doesn't say this is him. He says he knows about a man. But considering himself, verse 7, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And it could be him that he's speaking of with these revelations uh, in the first part of the chapter. But we do know that there's a lot of things that we would not know if Paul hadn't revealed them, if they weren't revealed to him to give to us. And notice this, this thorn in the flesh was given to him, I think, to humble him and make him realize his need. And notice it, it says it's the messenger of Satan. Now, we know that uh, angels are messengers of God. With They're sent to uh, minister to us, and, and often they were used to bring messages from God to people. Now, here is a messenger of Satan. I was thinking about that. This thorn in the flesh. Again, we don't know what exactly what that thorn in the flesh was. Some people say maybe it was his eyesight that was getting bad. It could be. I, I would tend to go with that, but there's a lot of things that could be, but whatever it was, he prayed three times for God to remove it, and he didn't. But it was a messenger from Satan. So what does a messenger bring? A message. So what kind of message was sent to Paul because of this experience that he had? Well, it doesn't say what the message was. But I, I can imagine if he was experiencing this and he prayed for God and God didn't remove it, he might think that, well, maybe he was out of God's will or maybe he was alone or maybe he was uh, attacked from Satan trying to get him to stop preaching and teaching. I, of course, it doesn't say this in the text, but I was considering if, there was, if it's a messenger from Satan, what kind of message did Satan send to Paul it was through this? The thorn. the thorn was the message. Amen. Yeah, Brother, Brother David, there are some things here that, that I'm thinking of. <clears throat> First off, Paul, Paul was uh, completely given to the service of God. He realized... Uh, he was a man that before his conversion was zealous to do the work of yeah. God as he understood it. He, so he's always been, had this, this drive to serve God. And then when he was converted, he learned the truth. 
and he accepted it like immediately. He, there was no, no problem there. So we know that he was meek. Uh, Jesus said, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit. Not the, not the people who don't have soup, poor in spirit, they realize their need. Um, so we know that that, that was, that was he, where he was going in everything he did, the service of God. We also know that there was another place where uh, people were instructed, you know, whenever they were saying, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Apollos, I'm of, he had to instruct them that everything is of Christ. So he has that in his thinking also, yeah. because he taught that. Um, I know that almost everybody I've heard said something about him being, you know, puffed up with pride. I don't see that in Paul at mm -hmm. all, at all. He never once, that when it, the one time that he did mention the things he went through, he says, I speak as a fool. So he, he was not interested in, in uh, promoting himself. And uh, my, my point is that Paul waited on the Lord for these things. He prayed, he didn't understand. Remember there was a time he said that, they, they said that in letters he was bold, but in appearance he was he, 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 weak, yeah. What is it, is the word? Weak. Weak. Okay, so whatever this thorn is, we know that if Satan gave it, it was not intended to be any good by him. No. But God was going to use it above. The end result of this, and Paul got the message God wanted him to get. Right. By waiting on the Lord. That when he was weak, he was strong. Yeah, that that was the me the message. God sent it. Satan delivered it in the form of a handicap of some kind. But the secret was, when I'm weak, I'm strong. That's that's the message that was given to him, and that explained all the things that he went through. That when I'm weak. Then I'm strong. Now, and he accepted that, knowing that that weakness would probably not give people reason to think of him as, you know, like an absolute, beautiful to look at, and, and all of these yeah. attributes that flesh. Even if Christ had said he had no former comeliness, that we should desire him. That doesn't mean he was ugly. It just meant he didn't come as like a, a super athlete, you know, it wasn't the wisdom of the world that they were coming in, and the the appearance. It, it, they they brought the substance, and their appearance didn't take away from their message. Yeah. Yeah, he told the when he, he told the Galatians he was he was sick. That's why he stopped off in Galatia, and they received him. See, when he was weak. <laughs> He was strong and he, he converted those Galatians. Yeah, amen. The stone of the flesh is weakness. It says it's a infirmity. Mm -hmm. He says, I most gladly therefore will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. And he says, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches 
in necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. So it, this... There's something else that people, they're reading this for when they say that Paul was prideful. God doesn't work through prideful people, mm-hmm. and he doesn't give revelations to prideful people. So see, this is, this is a very erroneous way of thinking. Yeah, it says he resists the proud, Amen. but gives grace to the humble. Uh, but it says it was, it was lest I should be exalted above measure. Exactly. Yeah, but if other people might exalt him above measure, yeah. he never thought that of himself. He didn't want people to look at him. He wanted people to hear what he was saying on behalf of Christ. He was an apostle, the spokesman for Christ. And apart from that, uh, he, he, he was a... Tra- In fact, now if he'd have been prideful, how would it have been for him to, to count as dumb all the advantages he had in Jewry? He had, he had promotion, he had station, he had... Uh, he had renown among the, the Jews for what he was doing. And he said, I count it all but dumb for Christ. So that was Paul's focus, Christ. And what Brother Given said about God not working through certain people. These things are of God. God promotes what he's doing. He doesn't arbitrarily take people and promote them apart from what they are working with him and in him and through him. Yeah, he he, he says, he speaks very precisely. He said, he didn't say, lest I exalt myself. Because I should be exalted. Be exalted, so that means if somebody else did it, so he didn't want people, and he could, this isn't how God is either. God doesn't want people to be converted because, because of who delivered the message. The one that we give the credit to is Christ, not to the messenger. See, even when he was talking about the example that he lived, and they were told, behold, how godly, you know, and honestly, they lived before the people. But he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Again, it was pointing ultimately to Christ. Now, that was not the message Satan intended. Satan, in a manner of speaking, was God's dupe. God knew what he would do. He turned him loose. He did it. But the message that God was giving Paul is the one Paul got because he never took his eyes off of God. He sought to to God for his understanding and for whatever remedy. So I don't see that Paul was uh, prideful, but people accused him of being proud and it, of course because he had a lot of uh, abilities and gifts and a lot of power and he was able to have all these revelations you, you could he didn't consider himself great but other people did God doesn't God doesn't give things to people see this comes from a not knowing God this is not how God is he doesn't give anything to the price right amen, amen. brother Justin yeah that that word, that word that's, uh, lest I should be exalted, that word in the Greek, that's the only time in the entire scripture that this word is used. Hyper eromai. It means to become prideful or to become exalted. It's a, 
It's talking about something that is leading to something. In, in other words, that, that Paul would be exalted in the eyes of the people. But see, the King James translators had the had the had the wisdom to know the character of Paul that when they translated this, they translated it in that way. Many modern versions will actually say, lest I myself should exalt myself. That's yeah. how the, the modern translations read it. But Yeah, those are bad translations. Exactly. This is this is it, if he was prideful, it wouldn't say become prideful. It wouldn't say that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to point out it was uh, I don't think that Satan would have done this if he thought it would have built Paul up. And the end result was he was stronger because in his weakness he was strong, but Satan didn't intend it that way. Satan and God uses Satan all of his angels are under his control. Well, Satan is an angel. He's not above God or more powerful than God, and he uses them. And so I believe in this case God used Satan, but Satan, I don't think he would have agreed to it if he thought it would, well, now Paul is, <laughs> has more trust in God, more strength, more uh, sister tune. We have examples that that we can look at uh, even down to the present day there uh, any anyone who has uh, or is being used of God and, and now they're not apostles but let's say they have a great deal to to give the people of God they have God has blessed them with a, a lot of understanding and a, and a lot of wisdom, okay? This is supposed to be an advantage to the church. Now two things happen. They, they uh, stand in jeopardy of people looking at them instead of, and, and look, I mean, they'll receive it, but they receive it because they said it instead of the scriptures said it. Now, any servant of God with, a, with an honest heart will, will re refute that. Mary worship is another example of it, taking someone and exalting them. We never see Mary saying, well, I'm the one that God used to bring the Savior into the world. So, yes, I deserve all of this honor. Yeah. You don't see that in the people yeah. of God. You don't. Now, when we start psychoanalyzing, and, and that's what a lot of this stuff comes from, yeah. people are psychoanalyzing the ones in Scripture. Let's just take what Scripture says about them. And this does not say that Paul was in danger of exalting himself. It doesn't spell it out. It's just that God was going to make sure that Paul was able to... to uh, minister the way God wanted him to minister and bring people to Christ. See, Paul was going to minister no matter what. Now, great men of God down through history have all had handicaps. Spurgeon suffered from depression because the building was burned down with the people in him, you know. Calvin had, I think it was asthma. All these great men had some kind of a 
handicap. But it shows that handicap or not, it doesn't hinder the person God is using. That's why God uses that person. Amen. That's why he uses that person. He can't be shut down. Now you'll notice that there are some people that are shut down. They are shut down by opposition. But a person who really has a message from God, you can't shut him up. Kind of like Jeremiah. It, he said, I'll, yeah. I'm going to stop talking. Said, but it, it burned in his burned bones, his and he couldn't keep that. Everybody see that? You can't, you can't shut down the person that is being used by God. You can't, you can't shut them down. Now that looks like a handicap to anybody else. See, see you put, some people that I personally have known quit the ministry because they thought they weren't received as much as other people were received. Jesus worked with a core of, you know, 12 people. That's how he worked. Moses had Aaron and Miriam, that's about the, and Joshua and Caleb. He had a small group of people. He worked with a handicap, but when he was weak, then he was strong. You know, and it, any of these things, no matter what we're looking at, if it doesn't ultimately point to God and His power and His working, see these, the people that He mentioned, uh, the, the ones that came out of really gross darkness, why didn't they shut down? Was it because they were so great? No. It's because God is supporting his own work and sustaining his own people. It is all of God or it is none of God. Amen. Well, what Satan intended for evil turned out to benefit Paul and, and, and us because we can see the truth of this written out for us so we can... We know what is said. Satan's an employee. Yes. He is. He's an employee, and God uses him. Not to bless people. He uses well, the end result was that. To deliver these he didn't have like a, like Michael the Archangel didn't deliver the court authority. No. Satan, he's, a, he's an ambassador of wickedness, so God uses him. He. He's a dishonorable vessel used That's for dishonorable right. purposes as far as his intention goes. Yeah. That's why if you resist him, he'll flee. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, he, used, he used Satan to work things in Paul that needed to be worked in Paul. Mm -hmm. In... Uh, Daniel 10, there's the prophet Daniel had a vision, and uh, as a result of that, he had a revelation. And In Daniel ten eighteen, uh, he had these visions, but as a result of it, well, 
Verse 8, the result of it was, he says, I retained no strength. Mm -hmm. he, uh, and then verse 10 and 11, a hand touched me. He said to me, Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words I speak to you and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And he was sent to strengthen Daniel. When we get down to verse uh, 16, Daniel says, My sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. How can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. And there came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened, mm -hmm. and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Mm -hmm. So I was going to contrast what Satan did. Actually, he ended up strengthening <laughs> Paul, mm -hmm. but he didn't intend it that way. But now we have an example of Daniel, the prophet, with all these visions coming to him, and he was—he uh, didn't have any strength, but the, the angel came to strengthen him. So I just was contrasting the. Yeah, the angels would cause them to faint. <laughs> That's how holy God is. The other world, mm -hmm. see, people aren't aware of the other world, and if if they did see an angel, if they really did, mm -hmm. they just collapse. Yeah. Well, it says in Hebrews that the angels are sent as ministering spirits. Mm -hmm. And like Daniel was strengthened by the angel here, yeah. mm -hmm. I believe there's times when angels come and strengthen us. Now, I have never seen an angel. Not that I know of. I mean, it says some have entertained angels unawares. But they're, they appeared, though, they, they brought a message. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They didn't come to strengthen. That's not why they came. They came to deliver a message. Mm -hmm. But the person hearing it had to be strong to hear it. Well, would... But we do know they are ministering spirits yes. employed by God. Yeah. And we, we, don't, uh, we don't necessarily know all of the involvements of that. No. Yeah. And there's another place where it says, may his angels camp round about you. That's right. You know, I think you'll find angels can't strengthen you within. They, they afford get enemies away from and things like this. But Yeah, the message has to come from the Lord. That's what their, strength Their ministry is it to, to the inner man. That's not, it's not what it is. There's a difference between strength in the flesh and strength in the spirit. The, there are a lot of people who are very strong in their bodies but have uh, very weak spirits, and there are other people who uh, have, very, have a lot of physical infirmities and weakness and handicaps, 
and yet they're strong in the spirit. There's a difference between that. There's, strength is not in the flesh. Of course, we have Samson, who was, had great strength in his flesh. But the, People should be able to reason this out. See, this shouldn't require a lot of explanation. Is God going to give eternal resources to your body? Is that what he's going to do? No. Nope. That's the part of you that's not going to go, not going to leave the world. Amen. So the strength is in the inner man. That's right. So the person should be able to think this, to think this out and not be confused by it. In Psalm 138, there's a prayer. In the day when I cried, thou answered me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. There's an inner man that needs to be built up, that needs to be strong. Paul was strong in his inner man, maybe not in his body. His body was got the thorn in my flesh. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a strength in his body, it was strength in his spirit, in his inner man. Your body, that's what gives you the trouble. That's that's the mm-hmm. that's the residence in which all the trouble resides. Mm-hmm. And in Ephesians chapter three, verse sixteen, mm-hmm. this talks about being strengthened in your inner man. Amen. And Paul prayed for the Ephesians, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So this is not a strength that comes from ourself. And if if you depend on yourself, then you're going to fail. The strength... Somebody has to tell you this or pray for it for you. You won't just by yourself arrive at this strength in the inner man. That's why Paul, these were converted people, and these were, as a matter of fact, these were premier converted people. Them in the Colossians, he prayed the same thing for them. But that is because because this strength in the inner man, you've got to be told about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there will be strength in the inner man for you to maintain your course and keep your faith Mm -hmm. without the difficulties of life throwing you off course. And when, you know, it's, it's troubled me for many years. Christian people talking about their troubles. This, this has troubled me for many years. Because if that's the area where the, the, the Satan can really do a, best, do a work on you. When you want to testify, you testify of what, upon how you've been blessed. The good things God has given to you. I think the Hebrews writer says that, that when we're chastised, it's a sign that God loves us. He chastised and scourged all the sons that he receives. So these are things that we, uh, when they happen to us, then we know that we're in the love of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. David, when he was chastised, but he said it to the Lord, you don't testify about the chastising. Well, and then too, even in this passage of your text, 
Paul told you post uh, post uh, answer to his prayer what was going on because that's when he had understanding of it. He didn't write about it while it was going on. That's right. Yeah, because that's right. he didn't know the end of the matter, and he just he just mentioned <clears throat> uh, really in a in a very uh, cursory way. You know, just saying, I had a thorn of the in the flesh delivered by Satan, because he knew that then. He didn't go into all about that. Yeah. He went into what was the conclusion. Now, I know that we do share one another's burdens. You know, it says, uh, let every man bear his own burden. In another place, it says, let us bear one another's burdens. But it still has to be in this context yeah. that... The uh, the changes and the and the ups and downs of life have got to be set in in the context of God's working in the earth. I found that there are three major areas of trial. One is things that we call down on our own head by being unwise or ignorant. Says the simple pass on and are punished. Two, the things that that happen just because we're here. Man is born under trouble as the sparks fly upward. They're just things that happen because we're here. And third, if we suffer according to the will of God. And in all of those things, we can trust God. Yeah. Faith is... That, that, was the, that was my takeaway from Fox's Work of Martyrs, that faith is superior to everything yeah. that Satan or the world can throw against it because faith is of God. Amen. Yeah, amen. Brother Justin? Yeah, consider all of the things that Paul wrote to the churches, all the epistles, all the words that he wrote to the epistles, and then consider how much he wrote about his own infirmity. He said, he said, uh, of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robber, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, and watching often, in hunger and thirst, and fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, who is weak, and I am not weak, who is offended, and I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. And that's that he just ended it at that. He didn't go into detail about any of these things. He didn't expound the detail of his infirmities. He, he spoke it in five verses in all the epistles. There you, there you have it in five verses with the thing that's also the thorn in the flesh. So see, he set the precedent that afterward, after he'd gone all these things, he spoke these things for a reason that you know, he wasn't, it's not like he never passed through trouble or difficulty, but he never sat there and dwelled upon it and expounded the difficulty that he went through. The only people he expounded it to is a congregation that doubted he was an apostle. Amen. That's why he brought the, the, those up. Amen. Well, it, 
Very, very good. In uh, Zechariah 10, verse 12, this is God speaking. He says, I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his name, saith the Lord. There's strength when you're walking with the Lord. In the, in the way of righteousness, that's where the strength is. If you're not in the walk of the Lord, then you're not going to get this strength. It comes from our being obedient and following him in righteousness. In the, they walk up and down in his name, saith the Lord. If, if you stop, you're not going to get the strength. It's while you're, while you're walking. Yeah, David, remember he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yes. The dangerous passage. <laughs> There's a... See, the, see how, reason, how, how differently the spirit, spiritual person reasons. Yeah. The carnal person sees trouble coming and he steps to the side. So a couple of times Paul did too, but it was because it was it was a different kind of a trouble. Trouble that would threat threaten his life. But the spiritual man, when he sees trouble, he knows he's able to run through a troop and leap over a wall. Yeah, amen. It talks about the uh, the highway of holiness in uh, Isaiah thirty five. But before that, uh, verse Isaiah 35, verse 3 and 4. This is, uh, if you have strength and you see your brother is weak, then you can strengthen them. It says, strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with a vengeance. Even God with a vengeance, he will come and save you. And the, the strength, sometimes you just have to strengthen yourself. When there, there was a time when David strengthened himself. But often, the strength is administered through other believers who deliver the encouragement or the comfort. The, uh, there's a lot of examples of that in the scripture and there's examples in our fellowship here of people who have encouraged and strengthened myself and Sister Linda but this is a I would say this is part of our mission is to strengthen people who have uh, weakness now of course there's infirmities in the flesh we're not talking about of course we want to help people who have infirmities in the in their bodies but this is talking about if, if your spirit or your inner man is weak that's our mission is to encourage them and build them up there's a lot of examples in the scripture of uh, of this sort of thing Moses was sent to uh, strengthen 
Joshua, Deuteronomy 3.28, charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. Deuteronomy 31, verse 7, Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage. In verse 23, he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said, Be strong and of good courage. And then in uh, Joshua, continue this, Joshua 1, 6, 7, Be strong and of good courage. And uh, this is repeated over and over again. Before the battle, Joshua said to Israel, Joshua 10.25, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. So this is... uh, Moses knew what their charge was, was to go through and into the land and take the land. But he knew he wasn't going to do it, and that Joshua was. And so he passed along the charge to Joshua and gave him strength and encouragement before the battle. We have, uh, and if you could see a task ahead, get strength before. But sometimes your strength will fail in the middle, and you need to be strengthened during the middle of a battle. Sometimes you need to be strengthened after Sister Heather. That's such a glorious message. Um, last night at work, I was um, talking with another coworker. She's a Christian. We've become good friends. And this was my uh, message to her. I, um, I was helping to strengthen her for a battle that she could see ahead. And not too long ago, I... Um, I tagged her in this Bible study. She had asked me, not knowing what the Bible study was going to be about. So I just see the Lord um, giving his provisions here. And, of course, like we all need strengthening. But this is an excellent teaching. Thank you. Amen. Now, you'll notice in all those texts for there are admonished to be strong. That was never said to someone that didn't have a background of being strong. That's, that's true. Yeah. He didn't say to Ananias and Sapphira, be strong. You know, that's, so if a, person's, if a person's weak, that's not the message for them. The message to them is to believe God. Yeah, believe Have God. faith in God. That's the message to them. Mm-hmm. Amen. And the reason for strength is because God is with you. Yeah. If God isn't with you, then you, why, you wouldn't have any strength. That's right. Yeah. Brother Marty? I was going to say something similar that, that um, it's God who decides who's going to be strong and who's going to be weak right. and it's the strength we have from him that's in us so when when a brother uh, comforts me and gives me strength it's because God's strength has come through that brother and he's ministering yeah. that to me God's the source of everything it's all from, from him through him to him and uh, that, that's the blessing that that the other brother gives is God's strength so that we can receive it. You know, and this is this is not a correction, but it's something Brother Marty just made me think of, uh, quoting that uh, by him, through him, and to him. 
for him. Yeah. That's the part people are a little bit weak on. That the whole purpose of this is for God. See, the work of God, believing God, living for God, takes strength. Mm -hmm. A lot of strength. Divine yes. strength. So when a person engages in the good fight of faith, when he has a moment where he's contending, that's when he needs these admonitions to be strong. But I, I don't believe the average Christian understands what we've been talking about when we say you have to be strong. Because we're the, because we're in enemy territory. Yeah, that's right. And the God of this world, he God of this world is governing this territory. Mm -hmm. He's got a host of demonic spirits that caused angels trouble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Withheld an angel from Gabriel. These evil spirits withheld him for two weeks from getting see this tells you what kind of environment we're in. You can't be weak in this environment. You can't. You can't be weak. You know, I'm thinking of the Thessalonians. They were in a state of, of mourning about those who had passed on. Yeah. And they were strengthened through the comfort of the scriptures. See, there's there's where the saints have something to give that that those that are without God they don't have that resource yeah. they have knowledge of God and knowledge of the scriptures and we can minister that comfort to one another so you know be strong is not always just a an admonition you know like an exterior admonition all right get up be strong you know you gotta you gotta have something to make you strong and the scriptures, we minister those to one another. There are times whenever they do admonish us and kind of shake us out of a, yeah. a, a, a sleep, so to speak. Like David, when he said, Why are thou cast down, O my soul? I will hope in God. Yeah. See, that's an admonition. Sometimes that's what's needed. Hope in God. There's, your, there's the thing that that you need to rise up from this. Yeah. Other times, it's a, when I think of the comfort of the scriptures, like a settling of the soul, uh, it's, a, it's a gentle strengthening, so to speak, where you're, you're supplied what will nourish your soul and cause it to, to be strong. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways in which God uh, strengthens us yeah. but it all it all has to be from God and it all has to to return in some respect to God yeah, yeah a, a stirring exhortation will wake you up mm -hmm. I can remember I was in my 20s the latter part of my 20s I was married and, and they had three children yeah, uh, three. three. Huh? Yeah, three. Three children. I'd been expelled from Bible college. I lost my job. It was a recession. 
I had to live with my parents and the family, and I was laying on the bed lamenting. And my father come in and said, shouted at me, get up off that bed. <laughs> Boy, I got up, and he admonished me like I woke up. And that was the last time that I got that deep down it. Now if I had, if I had a, a weak knee type of person, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have paid any attention to what he said. But he knew that I knew, I knew that the work of God had to go on and I'd given my life to God, so he just shouted me awake. And I got strong. That's what'll happen, as soon as, soon as you're awake, spiritually awake, you get, you get strong. Anyone's passed through life knows this. And then when you're discouraged or something like that, when when you become encouraged, you become strong. Yeah. You're you're able to con continue your service for the Lord. Amen. I don't know if say I don't know if Satan is frustrated. I don't think I don't think Satan gets frustrated, but Paul surely would have been a frustration to him if he if he has the ability to be frustrated because whatever he did it didn't work. Yeah. Well, the reason for our strength is it doesn't come from us. It is God's strength in us. And repeatedly, he said over and over again, I will be with you. I will go before you. I will fight for you. I will, uh, I, it says, actually, he is in us. His strength is from God in us. It's not our own strength. And if a person is relying on their own strength, they will give out. There's only so much strength you have, and then you get tired and you can't do it anymore. But the strength of God, it is a continual source that keeps on building more and more strength. It is a, it's not a resource that, well, you use it up and then it's gone. It's a resource that's continually replenished. I was uh, reading in First uh, Samuel. Now this is the Philistines. First uh, Samuel four nine. The Philistines were afraid because uh, they were uh, they were fighting against Israel. Well, they did end up taking the ark, but here's what they said. Be strong and quit yourself like men, O ye Philistines, that ye be not service to the Hebrews. As they have been unto you, quit yourselves like men. Well, in 1 Corinthians, he uses that same phrase. We're talking about battle language. And this is Paul writing to the Corinthians. Watch ye, stand fast in the Lord. Stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be strong. So there's a time when you, right before the a battle, 
We encourage each other. Amen. And by the way, there's a battle every day. It's not. Uh, but this is this is a language that was used by the Philistines when they were in a battle against Israel. Well, this is uh, our encouragement. Stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be strong. Amen. Are there other uh, thoughts or insights that people have? Brother Robert? Yeah, you can over, overthink things and, and actually think that you have more strength than you really have. Yeah. Yeah, Peter right. did that. Remember, he said, he said I'll never deny you. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, he denied him three times. He didn't understand what the darkness, the power of darkness really was yet. He had been with Jesus for three years and Jesus was keeping him. But here God allowed this Peter and then later Jesus said when when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. So see this thing, he Peter learned that his strength wasn't in him, wasn't of him. It was of the Lord, and look what he did. Yeah. One of the premier apostles. He never did that again. That's right, amen. This text, I had trouble finding it, but it's, it's Galatians 4.13. Ye, ye know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel unto you at the first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. He, <laughs> he preached the gospel, but he was sick. Well, say that he can work through an infirmity, but he's not the only one. Yeah. He's not the only one that can yeah. work through infirmity. God cannot work it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. There's Amen. a whenever we find ourselves having gone through something like that and we come out stronger, we can give God glory because we recognize yeah. that we've not been forsaken. God has kept us through the whole thing. And we want to be alert for what he wants us to know as a result of that. But it's a testimony that God is is with us of a truth. Yes. Physical strength is the result of a lot of things working together with the sinews and muscles and blood. Spiritual strength is the same way. It's the result of a lot of things working together to enable a person to be stronger than his environment and stronger than his circumstances. So these words of exhortation that the apostles give, they, they speak to all, they awaken all this, the, the spiritual aptitude that every believer has spiritual aptitude that will enable him to navigate through whatever he's going through. But he has to be reminded. That's why we exhort one another and build one another up. That's why we do that. Is because sometimes that gets away from us what we really what we really possess. Amen. Brother Robert mentioned Peter. Well, uh, Jesus also told him, "When you are converted, mm -hmm. strengthen your brothers." That's right. So if you have been through something that caused a great deal of tribulation and you came through it, now you have the ability to strengthen other people because you were able to go through whatever thing it was and God strengthened you. Now you have the, you can 
transmit that strength to other people. Well, I appreciate your, uh, your participation in the class, and I hope it was a blessing. And uh, I want to thank you all for your encouragement very much. Let's have a prayer for our uh, refreshments. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are with us and you never fail us and you never leave us and you're always there. And Lord, we thank you for being the strength of our life and thank you for bringing encouragement and causing us to be able to stand fast in the faith. For we give you all the glory and credit for that. And Lord, we, we know there's more battles coming up and we ask for strength to go through those battles too. Lord, we, we just depend on you and your power and your uh, might working in us. And Lord, we give you glory for, for all that you've done for us. We give you glory for bringing us through all our tribulations. And we... Uh, Lord, we want to glorify you with our thoughts and our words. Lord, we pray for the rest of our meeting today that it will be edifying and it will bring praise and glory to you as we proclaim the gospel. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen.